Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 593. Holy cow! Brace yourselves. We've uh, <laughs> we're we're doing a new release. Calm yourself. Did we, did we go to theaters to see it? No. Wow. Oh, good. No. Good. 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 Uh, so uh, we will be tackling the movie everyone seems to find just perfectly adorable, which is Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg and I still don't know how to say her last name. Christine Miliotti, just like it looks. Miliotti. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that makes Italians. Sense. <laughs> no, <wait a minute. laughs> no, I get it. It's Shout out to Mike Patisi. Yeah. <laughs> Newest member. But he did the Peloton one, oh. not this one. Yes. <laughs> the wrong one. So uh uh I just I struggle with that. I actually had someone complain on the other podcast because the because sometimes I struggle with people's last names and I'm just like That's not your fault. They're like you're too euro I think it's because we talked about black lives matter stuff and you know we had the audacity to be sympathetic and uh <laughs> and then they're oh, just one of, so one they're, of those complaints. so they're trying to like find a thing to like hate on me for and i was like right here's a i mean so yes i only know how to pronounce the words i grew up around uh <laughs> and i'm trying to ask people how to pronounce their names properly so i do but uh sometimes i fail so here's a thought uh eat a Hmm. So, it's <laughs> a good strategy. Yeah, like I just, you know, just, No, I know. I it makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. Lightly fried with a nice <laughs> yeah. red wine. Just eat a eat a whole top to bottom. Well, our Shaft listeners are perfectly friendly and nice, yes. so we don't have to even <laughs> complain about that here. Yes, yeah, so you should only if you're a listener of Real Spoilers, you should only eat a <laughs> if you like eating <laughs> Which is fine. That's right. That well, that's a, you should should be if it's a choice you make. Hat tip. More power yeah. to you. So, Absolutely. And we have a lot yes. of female listeners, so I mean, it's not like that. We don't know. You don't know what, uh, where the, the eating enjoyment levels lie <laughs> with gender, Kevin. It's not how it works. We we pass no judgment no. Right. at Real Spoilers. <laughs> we support all kinds of Right. But it's like, you know, it's inter- it's like you can't just think that's a male insult. Like, like that's the thing. <laughs> when you say that, it's like, well, some people, What I mean, what if you no, are female? No, it needs to be a male insult because if it's a female, if you say it to females, now it's kind of rapey. <laughs> <laughs> it takes on a whole new Right. Way. So, like, yeah. yeah, no, I think you need to keep that insult to the dudes. <laughs> that's just my personal that's how I'm gonna roll. Hey, if someone if someone's ah, being I, a douchebag, you can. I mean, I think it's fair game. Douchebag, I think is is universal, even though it has a female lean because of its, uh, you know, medicinal nature. <laughs> what what is happening here? I mean, that's, def- that's I definitely an excuse I've used before. Yeah, 
So we should probably go around the virtual table and introduce ourselves before this gets even worse. Maybe we should introduce ourselves with fake Yeah, I'm not introducing myself. (laughs) This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, Before we get into the movie itself, if we haven't already run you off, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts. Uh, While you're there, be sure and subscribe. And we should probably point out that we're available on all the podcast streaming platforms. Uh, So wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can find us, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Google Podcasts. For some reason, those are two separate things. You'd have to ask Google as to why they did that. Um, (laughs) iHeart, right? Tune in. All those places Uh Uh you can find us. So uh, you can also, if you want to interact with us, interact with us throughout the week you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash real spoilers and of course check out our patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and if uh if you want to help the show out you probably the easiest bestest way you can help us out is easiest on you is just share an episode in your facebook or twitter feed uh with your friends and or loved ones people who were kind enough to share the show this week lane levanway chris valls ralph tribble ron johnson gabriel lugo chris magic man chris sanders no relation chris williams (laughs) no relation julianne jordan she's related to all three of them oddly enough (laughs) uh tammy sherman powers travis t witt brent smith griffin fox smith again no relation i did not stack the names this way purposely (laughs) it's just sorting your excel spreadsheet (laughs) i'm too lazy to plug this into excel i just go down i'll go down the share things on facebook and type them in as they pop up uh heather Sachs, vincent devalos i hope i'm saying that right Ooh, is that a new one? That is a new one. You almost, well, you had us excited. Vincent, uh, <laughs> yeah, <Salos. Yeah. laughs> but we're still excited. Don't get us wrong. Yes. And uh, Dylan A. Lang. So thank you guys for sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. And I'm glad you read Heather's name because didn't she say something about shared privacy settings that like y- you weren't picking it up for some reason? Yeah. So Heather, uh, yeah, she made a comment that she wasn't getting listed in the League of Show Sharers uh, uh and I I don't know if it was a privacy setting. I wasn't seeing it or what, but uh, it popped up now, so I see it. So welcome, Heather, and my Ta-da. my apologies. So um, a long suffering listener. Yes. Is there any other kind? Well, short suffering. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> the new, yeah, a new sh- a new suffering listener. Right. I guess. The, the new listeners. We don't discriminate <laughs> with how much we make people suffer. <laughs> They're all suffering. That's the takeaway. So um, anyway, that's all that. Uh, let's dig into Palm Springs. All right, so what is everybody's feeling on Andy Samberg? I like I him. Feel like, I feel like he's been a bit almost like Pete Davidson or Colin Jost. Oh. Colin, or Colin... Uh, Johansson, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, Colin Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scarlett Johansson. I would. If I, I, I was feel- if I was dating Scarlett, I would take her last name. I don't care. Without question. Yeah. Yeah. What do you Whatever want to do? you want to call me, I don't care. Done. <laughs> Yeah, what I don't even care if you call me by my first but name. But you know what? He, the difference. So the difference is, Joe. I mean, one, obviously, Andy Samberg's been around for a lot longer with SNL. Mm-hmm, that's true. And two, he's got the Lonely Island, which I think. I mean, they're just geniuses with their music and their shorts. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think that there's anywhere near the hate for Andy Samberg. I'm not saying no one finds him annoying or anything because he definitely has that strong personality. Mm-hmm. But he's done so much stuff between SNL and Lonely Island uh, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, like that shows that shows massive. I think what you might be responding to is when he first came on to SNL, um, there was some backlash f- towards him 
because he didn't come in through the regular channels, right? Like, uh, is at, that right? At, so at this point, SNL had kind of, you know, developed this rhythm of they go into the sketch comedy world, and they and whether I mean, obviously it began with Second City, but then it branched out to the Groundlings and Upright Citizens Brigade, and and they would go in and they would they would pick they people. pick up people from Upright Citizens Brigade. I thought they did. They may have. I just don't remember. I, yeah, I thought there were some UCB people in there. Okay, and okay. Um, over the years, so, uh, um, so that's kind of the the method to get on SNL, right? As you go and uh, and so you also saw this when Sandler came in. Like Sandler yeah. had come in not through the sketch comedy world or the world of improv. He came in through the world of stand up, and that was unusual. They didn't typically bring in stand ups to be on SNL. And so he took some heat, too, is just like, well, you don't really count. Um, uh. And I think Sandberg took some of that heat because he was kind of SNL's first uh, acquiescence to the existence of the Internet. Yeah. And so ah. he had, with Lonely Island, created these videos, and then they, they auditioned all these Lonely Island guys, and they brought in him as a cast member and did they bring in one or both of them both as writers? Both of them as writers. Okay. They brought in both of them as writers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, Lonely Island was responsible for a lot of stuff on SNL. Like People don't right. realize a lot of times that Yorma and Akiva were behind the scenes writing while Andy Samberg was in it. And I mean, that right. they, they had the first viral video ever with the... Um, Lazy Sunday. Lazy Sunday. I mean, yeah. they changed. The, they really changed the and, way... And, but there was, um, but there was still, even when they had that first viral video, there were still like SNL purists. Well, of course, w- yeah, that were upset because they felt like Sandberg, especially initially for that first season or two, he wasn't really doing much in sketches. He would go off and make his make his uh, short films or or videos, and then they would drop them in the episode, and they acted like that was that somehow didn't count as comedy, which is really. Dumb, because if you are an SNL purist, you would know that SNL used to incorporate short films all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was a all they the weren't time. Funny. <laughs> some were they, some were just weird. No, no, I, I don't some mean they were, weren't funny. I just they but, were like serious films, or they'd be like just weird kind of esoteric short films, mm-hmm. and uh, and so yeah, like there's they would do all sorts of things. They did one with like. There was one where like a one that Danny DeVito had made when he was in film school and mm. where it's something about something about an assassin and maybe time travel and eating a hot dog is weird. And, uh, uh, but Albert, is it about is it, is it is it Palm Springs? Did no. Danny DeVito direct Palm Springs? <laughs> no. uh, but uh, there was uh, there Albert Brooks used to make short mm-hmm. films for SNL all the time. What and, was the I, I keep thinking of the one with uh, Phil Hartman and. Oh, who one of the gals and it was like this weird throwback to like the, a 1930s movie where like they're dancing together. There's a Steve Martin Gilda Radner one where they're dancing like that. And it's um, uh, where they would, you know, and it was like yeah, just them no, dancing. It was who's the gal that did like uh, with with Paul Simon. She did Bridge Over Troubled Water. Like that sketch where she's like screaming it in his face as like remember. a lounge singer. It sounds was Phil like, Hartman and that gal. Sounds I keep like thinking Jan Jane Curtin. That's not right. Who is it? Sounds like Jan Hooks, but I. It is Jan Hooks. Okay. It's Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks. Gotcha. In well, like a weird like 
1930s dance well, thing. Steve Martin and Gilda Radner have one very similar. Mm. But um, but to Tom's point, that's that's just silly to think that doing digital shorts is like a, a faux pas against SNL right. purists. And I mean, those videos took off. Again, I mean, right. Lazy Sunday with Chris Parnell was the first viral video. And how many digital shorts? I mean, do you remember when SNL, that was the thing I most look forward to was a new mm-hmm. digital short. Like, they're brilliant. That's why they did it, right? Because they they were trying to get young people you know, back into SNL. And yeah. You were young then. That was right in my wheelhouse. I yeah, mean, I, this, grew up, I was going to say, this is your wheelhouse. This is right out. Like, I did not like this cast. Ah, see, because, like, I, I mean, I grew up with the Will Ferrells and, uh, you know, and I always enjoyed watching the Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, like the older stuff. But the Will Ferrell cast was my stuff. And then I was kind of, you know, growing out of it. And then when they brought in. Isn't he post Will Ferrell? Am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I grew like Will Ferrell was my. Will Ferrell, Farley, and, like those guys. Yeah, were, yeah. and then when I kind of grew out of it, but when they brought in digital shorts, I was in college, like just starting college when that came out. And so that when stuff was going viral, and of course the internet was getting big and YouTube, like that brought people back. And again, like the Lonely Island, I think those videos are genius. I'm 100% Lonely Island, huge fan. And uh, all the movies they've directed, like Yorma and Akiva direct all those movies. The the Those funny... Hot Rod and stuff. Yeah, like, like Hot Rod and... Did, did he, one of them do MacGruber? I think one of them did do MacGruber. Okay, yeah. So, like, Yorma and Akiva go back and forth, and they direct the different comedy movies uh, with SNL casts in them, and uh, they direct all those digital shorts. And The Lonely Island, they're they're brilliant. I mean, we, we they have a huge laundry list of their accomplishments at this point. But anyway, uh, so that was huge for, for me. And I think the whole point is that Sandberg and The Lonely Island guys are responsible for shaping like for kind of re-energizing and shaping not only SNL, but comedy and online sketches and shorts mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, it was a whole new world when they dropped that first video. Yeah, there were, it's funny. There, that was the uh, Jack. I remember Jack Black hosted that episode. Yeah. And uh, and there's a great sketch on that episode that I feel has been lost to time from Will Forte. And I think it would have been the breakout sketch of that episode had it not aired like immediately <laughs> following Lazy Sunday. What was like, it? It it was um it was a spelling bee sketch, and uh, to me it just cra- it's cl- it's total Will Forte. Like it's just yeah. And and they're ask and they're like you know you know sp- you know spell the word you know John you know you know how you know the the rhythm of a spelling sure. bee where it's like John J O. H N John and they give him a word and it's like I don't know like spell the word architect I know exactly what sketch you're talking about <laughs> I know he, exactly what he that doesn't is. know how to spell yes. the word and he's like uh could you say the word in a sentence <laughs> oh he just keeps uh, asking for hints well, yeah, and, like, and then they're like you know uh Steve wanted to build a house he hired an architect thank you Can could you, you define <laughs> the word <laughs> they define the word and he's like um could you give me the words origin? <laughs> they, like, did they end? The, did they end it with him just totally bombing the word? Well, then they're like, "Could you spell the word?" No, spell the word. And then he goes to spell the word, and I don't remember the word. I'm making up the word, but it's like he's like architect A R C L. Yeah, totally off. <laughs> Q. Yes. F G Q Q Q 
cue. I'll have to go back and watch that one. I don't, and it just I'm goes sure on like that for like three I'm sure three I've seen minutes. it, but yeah. Oh my I, God, it's so funny. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's any surprise based on the stuff that I've said. Like, I absolutely loved this movie. I watched it the day after it came out, I think. I was watching it overnight because... Uh, you know, I'm mostly up doing the overnights with Owen because Katie works during the week, of course. So I woke up around, let's say, 1 or 2 a.m. I put this on because I've been wanting to watch it. And Owen was asleep in my arms. And I'm like, all right, let me finally watch this movie. And I started it. And within the first 10 minutes, my mind was just blown because I knew nothing about this movie. I was in the same boat. Like, I really like Sandberg. I really like Miliati. I knew nothing about this movie. And I watched it. And as soon as in the first, I think it's like 11, 12 <laughs> minutes when he's at that wedding and starts knowing uh-huh. all the dance moves and the ways to move around people, my mind was blown because I, the first watch, you don't know what's going on or how he's doing it. But I'm like, I like what they're doing. I didn't know what it was. They spoil it. And they, they spoil it in a trailer. Ew, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, would, I didn't watch the trailers. So I went in. I also went in completely blind. And as soon as he, there's a scene, like, like you said, he's doing all this stuff. And when there's a guy that's going to pass out on the dance floor and he grabs a chair at the, right. at the first second. And I was like, it's all a part of that. Is this that dance? That's, is this a time loop? Movie? Yeah. That's like, that's, how did he know that guy was going to fall? And then of course we find yeah. out that's what got, that's what hooked me is I didn't know what was happening, how it was happening, but his dancing is so, I, I don't know. I mean, it's Andy Samberg. He's got such a personality and he's such a goofy, funny guy like just his body language was all i needed and then the weirdness of why is he able to do this around the dance floor and know what everyone's going to do and i and just the way he points to her like over the drink that he grabs it's it's perfect <laughs> it's it's so great and um i've watched it three times now i watched it the next night with katie because i was watching it you know as she was sleeping and i go she would love this movie i've got to watch this tomorrow with her so we watched it the next day and then i watched it early this morning when i was watching owen again like i could watch this movie every day whether it's just like staring at it or in the background like this is a movie i think that is endlessly rewatchable it's a shame that this is digital because you want to own it not even that but i feel like this deserves money like this deserves to make a bunch of money and i got the creators involved they uh, the creators involved made a bunch of money. Yeah, they, this that's was, true. This that's was fair. at this was this at what Sundance, and then there was a bidding yeah. war, and they it got the so highest bid by sixty nine cents on this. Yeah. One. Oh really? Yeah, seventeen point yeah. five million and sixty nine cents. Is that right? Yeah. I, something funny. like I knew it was seventeen something. Yeah, so seventeen point like, yeah. five million and sixty nine cents. And the last record was I I don't know off the top of my head, but it was just seventeen point five million. So I mean, <laughs> that's the new business model, though, right? There's no no. That's there's true. no like when you make a movie, usually if if a studio is putting the money up for it, you're getting paid. Like the director's getting paid, the actors, the producers, whatever, they get a paycheck. Of course there's back end deals sometimes, but sometimes there aren't and you're getting paid. And then the studio and the distributor and the financers are taking a whole bunch of the money. So it's not like the people behind the scenes are necessarily going to be making tens of millions anyway. You know, of course they can if with the right contract, but you're making a certain amount of money a lot of times. And so now you get the money up front and they made 17.5 million on a movie that has a great cast and stuff, but probably still, I mean, it's like one location. It's not a huge budget, I'm sure. And, no, heck no. and uh, Hulu gets a huge drive from the, the positive word of mouth to their subscription service. Like Blake didn't even have Hulu before this. And he's a huge Lonely Island fan. We used to share the digital shorts back and forth all the time. Like he's a big Lonely Island guy. Hadn't watched it yet. And he's like, I don't have Hulu right now. And so he actually signed up for Hulu to watch this. I mean, it's... That's, we'll, we'll get into it on the next movie. 
as far as like you know how do these things make money but this one makes sense like the obviously the old guard is a big budget action movie like this is right this is a much lower investment yeah 200 million dollar movies blow my mind and the only thing i can think of is just the debt keeps growing but with a movie like this that hulu paid 17.5 for clearly it didn't cost 17.5 or they wouldn't have done that because this movie would make money somewhere Um, oh yeah you know it's like that's a surefire thing like if it costs 10 million and they make seven on it that's awesome and Right. It, it, and Hulu needs something like this. Like who yes. like I don't think people think of like Hulu's successful. Like I'm not trying I have a subscription I but watch not Hulu for movies. All the time, but not I don't, for movies. I don't ever right. when, when I heard this was a Hulu exclusive, it was a head scratcher to me. And again, I follow yeah. this stuff and I have Hulu, but I I it was like question mark for me. I'm like new movie on Hulu, Hulu movie, like great shows on Hulu, don't get me wrong. Um but yeah, I, I think that this is what people needed because now everyone else that has that same head scratcher question, they're going to sign up, they're going to see this, and it's going to change the way they think of Hulu. The next one that comes out, they'll be like, oh, yeah, they had Palm Springs. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, I think I, we, we talked about it before how Blumhouse kind of revolutionized the small budget horror flicks. So maybe this is, we've talked about it, I've talked about it, is there needs to be that studio for comedies. Yeah. Like you don't need, you know, a. a Three hundred million dollar budget for a comedy. Well, it's been Netflix. So if you can, Netflix is where all the, com- the silly comedies, like the you know the Sandler deal, and then when you see like random romantic comedies or whatever, like there's stuff on yeah. Netflix that people say came out that I've never heard of. Like there's an overwhelming oh, sure. amount of there is so much content on Netflix <laughs> that like I don't know how anything gets watched. Right, like, that David Spade movie. I had no idea what that was. The yeah, other, and that's been out. We're talking about the, the one with the other the girl that's being yeah, Laura Lampkins. Yeah. yeah, with Laura Lampkins. Yeah, and but that's been out for um, two months, maybe. Yeah, and you're just now <laughs> seeing it, and yeah, and like yesterday. I got to forget the title of it, but it popped up and it was like the eighth most watched movie and it's entirely <laughs> in Spanish. You oh, know? really? Yeah, because we because the description, it looked like kind of a, a decent like kind of, I don't know, like sleazy airport novel thriller kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that description sounds interesting. I don't even remember what it said anymore. And it, but it was like entirely in Spanish. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to watch a whole movie. I don't want to read a whole movie. I'm that's like I'm gonna the, pass. The top but, ten uh, stuff is really weird on Netflix because yeah, for a while they're like so they go between their new stuff that drops, of course, the really popular stuff like the old guard right. and then extraction. Whatever the, extraction and, yeah. yeah, that's Unsolved the one. Mysteries. And, uh their new stuff. And then for a while Lorax was number four. It was, it was on there yesterday at like number was five. Was it still on there? Just, okay. So and I was like, Lor- how does a how does a movie like that suddenly get yeah steam we saw that know? in the maybe theater it's, maybe it's new new to netflix definitely definitely but that's the thing is so i'm tr- not to get too much back into the theater discussion because i know we circle back there a lot in discussion on the group but people that go to the theater do not understand the way that most people operate like the non-cinephile movie buffs yeah so we all go to the theater us here before theaters close to review movies, we go to the theater twice a week to see a movie. That's our home away from home. Most people, most people do not go to the theater. They, what I do, what I call quote unquote, wait for Netflix, whatever streaming service it may be. But 
the people that are watching the Lorax on Netflix for their kids, like they didn't buy that DVD. They didn't go see it in the theater. I know it was popular, but you know, some of them didn't go see it in the theater, but it goes on Netflix and boom, it's number four of everything on Netflix, that huge content library, because that's their new movie. It's, you know, like Netflix new releases are their new releases. So my theory is that I think because this top 10 thing they do is still relatively new. Sure. I think they're playing a game to see, what if it can, works, what can they do in their own ecosystem to to jumpstart something? And is it effective? And then they're tracking that data. So they take something old like the Lorax and they feed it to certain, uh, you know, ah. display items or or they send it to certain homes like only these people, only homes with between only accounts for women between the ages of 25 49 are going to see this or whatever they're playing games like that oh. to see like what i mean i guess what, you can control your content right and then that way as they collect that data it teaches them how they can push the right products right shows movies what have you sure in front of the right people and so in that way you know so when because i i think that's why sometimes you th- see things pop up in the top 10 and you're just like i've never heard of that and it's yeah. because they know you don't need to see it they know you're never gonna watch it and they don't show it to you but they're showing it to other people yeah. enough to where it does there might be 100 million households that are right like, oh that's for us it does pop up in the top 10 so you get a spanish uh. language movie because they're probably not forcing it on to you because they know that you don't watch other Spanish language movies. They just force force is harsh, but they they no, they, they gear it. They yeah, cater they, it they to push whoever. they push it into the feeds of people that they know watch Spanish language movies. And if you and I would think especially if you if you have Netflix and you want to watch Spanish language films, there's probably there's not as much content for you. Sure. So when you get a fairly well produced, big budget type of movie in Spanish. You're probably all over it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, and we'll like I said, we'll get to it in the next episode. But I mean, the old guard did like, I don't know. I think they said it did seventy nine million homes. It was I, the I, most watched movie in the history of Netflix until the next day. Yeah. <laughs> For real, the next no, I believe, yeah, the, the I next it. day, Fatal Affair eclipsed it. So, oh, but wow. you know, and I and we can get into it more next time. But I think that. You have to be careful with any of these statistics. First of all, right. there's no independent tracking company. Nope, yeah. There totally. used to be the totally. Nielsen ratings, and you would have box office receipts and all that. So the streaming services all tell you; they just tell you how good their movies do. It's almost like it's almost like diseases being sent straight to the <laughs> White House and not the CDC. Except oh, we beat is, it. Ex- ah, it's gone. Yeah, Except it's gone now. Is, this is way more important. They're going to they're, they're going to tell you exactly how many people watch a movie and how successful they are. And also you have to remember that with Netflix, you know what constitutes a watch? Do you know the figure, Joe? Like 30 seconds, two like minutes, three minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah. is that right? So two minutes. Yeah. in a service that rolls you into the next thing when the credits roll, and you count it two minutes as a watch. Does that count as a trailer? What? You, like, if you watch the trailer, does that count as a watch? No, not a trailer, but no, no but, but it like, rolls you into a movie a lot of times. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll roll you in the next episode. It'll pick right. one roll for you, you and yeah. then if two minutes is a watch, because, like, what I'll do at the end of the movie, especially with a baby in my arms, like, I'll get up and I'll go warm a bottle or whatever, and I don't just press stop when a movie's done. You know, and if I'm doing something, I mean, I'm not watching that next thing. I back out of it, and then hey, I count it as a watch. It's funny you should bring up the watching it with. The, I don't know how you did that because I, I mean, you'd I feel like you would have shaken the baby awake. 
I think I was able to put him in his bassinet after a certain amount of time. I did that. I remember I was holding Bella when she was a baby, watching the change up with Bateman and Reynolds. (laughs) And I kept laughing and I kept waking (laughs) her up. Like I would laugh and try to stifle it. And then she'd she'd move around. I was like, damn. So you heard it here first. Joe shakes babies. That's the thing. (laughs) So (sighs) I eat them. Joe shakes them. <laughs> well, yeah, shake and not stirred. Right. Well, you yeah. know, so if James Bond has taught me anything. So, uh, Tom, real quick before we get into the movie, did you know much going into it? What it was? I went in blind as well. Nice. I just yeah, like I, I once it started, I was like, oh, I vaguely remember saying hearing that this was a time loop movie, but yeah. but I did not start it knowing that, and so as soon as it it revealed itself as one, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But I did have that same moment of like, what are we doing here? So. Yeah, I, I went. It's, in, it's interesting. We've had two really good takes on this genre. So we had Happy Death mm-hmm. Day, yeah. the first one, which is a fantastic, Absolutely. take on on which this is a genre. horror take on the genre, horror comedy. Yeah. yeah, and then and then Happy Death Day to you, which is a comedy. Yeah, take like you know that's that's a very different movie from the first one, and now this. So it's kind of fun to go back when I feel like Groundhog. Did Groundhog Day kind of start this genre? I, I don't know of any movie that exists be- before Groundhog Day. I mean, Day. it's the one, if it wasn't, it's the one everyone thinks of as the one yeah. star. Right. I mean. right. And now we've had two, re- three really good there's a, there's a fourth takes one. on this movie. There's oh. A, there's a fourth one. There's the It's a French language movie, but it's really good. I'll gross. say that. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying gross. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> it's really good, but it, uh, Run, Lola, Run. Mm-hmm, sure. Is that that's a time loop movie? It is, and 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 basically, it's like she has to like what achieve get some. She money wakes up before. in the middle of running every like it keeps starting with her running yeah. in the, and the and you tr- get basically you get the the movie three times, and so you get her first run through, and then the next one she runs, she like waits just like half a beat before she leaves the house, and it changes yeah. everything, and then the next time she gets out the house like half a beat quicker. And it changes. Yeah, it's a great movie. Huh. Now I've got it's that, a great that, movie. I've got that soundtrack stuck in my head. Now that did it dun dun did it dun. It's yeah. got like a very. That's the gal from the Born Identity, right? Is it? I can't remember who it is. I, I don't remember who directed it, but uh, no, it's a Luke. It's Luke Besson, right? I don't. He might have just because it's French. Doesn't it. mean it's I don't Luke think Besson. that. Oh, I don't maybe. think. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up now. I mean, that's a. It's from like the the late nineties. It's I can't like ninety eight. I think. Yeah. It is directed by Tom Tyke. Tiger, it looks like. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see any Luke Besson influence or anything. Um, so Lola and it is pops up on Vudu for sale for like five bucks all the time. And if you're the sort of person I know, I was just like, I don't want to watch a Spanish language movie. But if you're the kind of person that doesn't, <laughs> you got to be in a certain mindset to sit down and read a movie. I think. Oh, oh and I'm it's not German, it. Tom, not French. Oh, is it German? Okay, yeah. that explains why there's no Luke Besson. There you go. But uh... <laughs> no, but coincidentally, Luke Besson produced it. It's weird. No. Yeah. I, oh, I was like, I thought. No, okay. we're be kidding. No. So, uh, but you, but you, if you're, I mean, if we're going back to 1998, and we have to talk about Edge of Tomorrow. That's a great movie with a time loop. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's yep. true too. Yeah. Like it's funny. Like for such a narrow concept, how many good movies have been made utilizing it? But you, you, know? you, you, all, yeah. you call them all Groundhog Day in space or Groundhog right, Day. Right. Like Groundhog yeah. Day is like def- Die Hard. Die, yeah, like, yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the base like archetype, and you go out from there. Yeah. Um. So let's get into this one, Joe, with uh, Andy Samberg waking up for the yeah. first time. So he's he wakes up and he sees his girlfriend's got his leg. She's lotioning her leg after a shower, and he kind of makes a comment, and they, she's like, "All right, fine." 
and he's you know they end up hooking up in the bathroom and she he can't she's like don't sweat on me i can't i can't move like it's very not sexy (laughs) at all uh and then he's just kind of going about his day and the way they set this up if you obviously we've spoiled it spoiled it and given how many people have been talking about it i think everybody's seen it they if you went into this blind you would have no idea no idea which is great, which is the best way to watch it. And why in the league, I said, you want to watch this movie. You know, it will come yeah. in handy in a couple weeks because watching it for the first time and not understanding why things are happening the way they are, why he is has such a blank stare, why he can't get off, why things are bothering him. It's you find out all later on a second watch. It's great to go through and know why everything is the way yes. it is. So exactly. exactly. I mean, cut if right now this is the beginning of the story we're getting into. If you haven't seen this, stop this episode right go to yeah. Hulu, watch this movie go watch it you, you will not regret it and then come back for this discussion yeah so he's he's at the wedding and he doesn't you know he talks to, or he's in the pool and he's talking to uh one of the groomsmen one of the dudes and they're you know they're kind of going and he says some cryptic things where you kind of think you know what's going on but you know well the uh, dude's like it's like hey it's a new day and andy samberg's basically like, ha good one because yeah okay. and, and you don't know what that <laughs> means if you haven't seen the trailers or whatever so no you just think you just think andy samberg's kind of just like this depressed dude (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but in reality we have to think that you know much like uh bill murray we don't know how long he's been stuck and it's based on this movie and the conversations later we don't ever find out but it's a long time long time yeah so long that he doesn't know what his job was i think the thing i like about this movie that the other the it does differently than the other ones is that it doesn't show you it doesn't it doesn't show him falling into this loop, mm-hmm. right? Right. It, it starts right. with him in this loop, and it doesn't. I also like, and, and most of them don't really make a whole lot of effort to explain why, and I think that's for the best. But, um, and this one doesn't either. But I, but I do like the fact that it it starts mid loop, yeah. and and so yeah. it leaves you disoriented in a way that the others don't, and it also kind of lets you feel like what the people around him would feel like, yeah for that well, first even with what's the what's the girl's name Kristen Milioti yeah when she like you're her you're her the first you yeah, are right. her yeah right, so right, he's, right. he's at the wedding and the- she's trying to like do all the things that Bill Murray does where he's just like okay I need to get I need to be like have a conscience and be nice and do these different things and of course none of them are working. so the first big thing like there's lots of little clues along the way like we said you pick up once you've seen it but the first big thing is the speech at the wedding so this guy shows up yeah. she doesn't know what to say and so andy sandberg basically comes up and just <laughs> saves the day and right. he's dressed in a, like a hawaiian outfit everyone else is in tuxes Board shorts like flip-flops. and he's this big goofball so you think oh he's gonna screw this thing up bad and then he ends up giving an amazing speech and he knows all <laughs> All the history of the bride and and he does this incredible thing and Kristen Milioti is the sister and so she's supposed to give a speech and she has she's like taken a yeah, taken she has nothing to say and so he basically saves the day and then th- you know that's your first clue is to like something is not right here why would this guy give this amazing toast um, right and then so later after this we go to the dance scene and you see him like we talked about earlier he's predicting everything he's moving through the dance floor he's like moving around people he's picking up their drink he's handing it back to them without looking he's like staring at Kristen Milioti like where the camera would be like he's staring at her and he's moves his head doing around all like this is, perfectly you know, without breaking eye contact with her right. and uh you know and he like flips over a guy who's hunched over this was this was the moment where i was like <laughs> this is this has to be like some sort of time loop yeah. movie 
and that's exactly what, so they end up having this connection and it's, it's weird. Like I feel like, so he singles her out in this version of this loop, Mm -hmm. right? Like he, he is, he is going after her immediately and I feel like he already kind of dug her. It's because he knows. He like he's yeah. he's he knows that uh, again spoilers because that's what we're gonna do. But at this first time loop, he has already slept with her many times as he alludes, which right. is a big spoiler. <laughs> so again, yeah. but uh, he knows what works because he says the speech is what works. Mm-hmm. He does that speech, and that's what leads him to sleeping with her. And so that's why he's right. doing that. He's going to the old. Old Faithful, he does the speech, he does the <laughs> yeah. dance moves, and she questions it, and then they hang out the rest of the night, and they end up hooking up. And then he gets shot in the back, but with so, an arrow. So they, so they, <laughs> they, so they do the big, uh, the, they do the dance thing. She's like, "No, I don't want to dance with you." She says she has plantar fasciitis. Like, he was like, "Okay, like, you cool. don't dance." No, I've got plantar fasciitis. And so <laughs> yeah. they end up hanging out though, and like they go to have that great conversation where, where she's like what what would your girlfriend think of us running away together and then they cut to them outside the window she's hooking up with yeah. the goofy australian cowboy minister guy and uh <laughs> he says something about like having a leg up and she puts her leg up and he goes oh that's, yeah. that was weird and that was a was a weird but, coincidence so, like you clearly at this point we're like okay he knows the girlfriend is cheating on him he knows what she's gonna say like when so he's very in tune with all this uh but they they have that really like their uh, charisma, their chemistry. They're great together. Oh my gosh. They are when, very she, good together. when she's like, you better not kiss me right now. Or he's like, you better not kiss me right now. And she's like, you better not try and stop <laughs> don't me. Don't tell me what to yeah, Don't tell me it's what to do. So good. And then that's when they yeah. run out, they start hooking up out in the desert. Uh, and then the, Oh, this was the moment. Okay. So the dance scene, <laughs> I loved the dance scene about 10 minutes in is where I go. This is weird. I love it. Andy Samberg's so charismatic. This is great. And the moment I fell in love with this movie is when he gets shot with the arrow because <laughs> by Harry, this is where by Roy. Yeah. Oh, Roy. Yeah. This Roy, is where sorry. I go. What the hell? What is are we happening? doing? <laughs> I, I fell in love with it right here because it was so weird. And I love weird movies. Like I know these are different genres, but like Swiss army man where, uh, Paul Dano's riding around uh, a dead Daniel Radcliffe like a dolphin, his corpse. Like, right. like it'd be just weird movies, right? Because you see the same stuff over and over again. Now we've got all this weird stuff where Andy Samberg's seemingly predicting the future, and he's hooking up with this girl, and he's shot with an arrow at a wedding. In the <laughs> so, so Roy is all in camouflage, or like he's in. Can't see his face, but as soon as he talks, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know exactly is. who that is. And yeah. it's Jay Jonah James. Yeah, and and uh, and he, uh, they were actually in I Love You Man together. Andy Samberg played the brother oh they were weren't they and uh yeah. jk simmons was the dad so they've got that connection yeah. so andy sandberg is crawling to this cave and there's this like ominous mysterious red light and he's crawling to this cave yeah. uh and he see and he sees Kristen like coming up yeah from but like jk simmons has already walked into it so you're like what's yeah. going on here and but okay so here's my question this was the only part i didn't get why did they walk into it why didn't he just to reset let it to go reset the day I guess, but he said he, you reset as soon as you fall asleep or you die. Well, he was d- in pain. He, had he was in reset. he was in pain. Oh, he got shot with arrows. We do hear that. We do <laughs> yeah. say that, like the the just because I can wake up when I die, like just because I can't. die. He was not having a, a pleasant yeah, death. Remember, remember, <laughs> right. he says that later that he's like you. You can die, but you you won't die, but you will feel. Yeah, he said the ICU like, is death the isn't worst. Real. Yeah, death isn't real, but pain is, yeah. and that's why. Like right. when he wrecks the car, he puts his head right on yeah. the dashboard. He's like, "Make it quick!" She's like, like it's... "What are you? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Trust me, you don't want to spend the next six weeks in the in the yeah. ICU." And Which we'll die. get to, but yeah. that's eventually what changes Roy's uh, perspective on the whole thing. So yeah. Roy yeah. can't like he hides 
uh, Andy Samberg hides behind a rock and then J.K. Simmons is like trying to find him. It's dark, of course. And he's like, I will always find you. And he walks into the cave and then Andy Samberg starts crawling into the cave. But he says, do not follow me in here to Christine Malone. Yeah, because and right. What's her character's name? Uh, Niles is Andy Samberg and Sarah is Kristen Milioti. Sarah. So Sarah is like creeping up behind him and he's like, don't come in this cave. Don't come in this cave. And of course she comes in the cave and, uh, you know, he wakes up and we're like, okay, here now we know what movie we're in for. We, the day starts over for him. Uh, he's in the pool. And then all of a sudden here comes Sarah barreling out of this, (laughs) out of the house, uh, cabana basically and she's like chucking beer i love the line where she's like i'm not gonna hurt you i just want to talk and she's chucking her, like full beers yell under the water oh it's so it's, it's, amazing. it's hilarious like the camera goes <laughs> under the water and they this is totally an homage to saving private ryan with the bullets flying in the water or the, uh, yeah the any, beers any are in the that, pool yeah. but like slow motion like like bullets going through <laughs> the water and then she jumps in and they're filming it underwater and she gives out this yell which is just hilarious the way that you can hear her scream yeah. she's so angry at him uh and and it's she's just like what did you do to me what the f did you do <laughs> what to did me? you do and he's like i he's like <laughs> you, yeah, you, you went I into the you cave. followed me in the cave huh <laughs> Uh, so he's just like, you know, and I, it's the, it's honestly, I went back and watched the trailer to see if they did give it away and they do. Uh, and he's just like, you know, it's like one of those random, uh, time loop things that you've heard about. And she was like, like your typical time loop what? situation. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what's typical? And he was like, fair enough. Uh, so she immediately is just trying to do whatever she can to get out of this loop and she can't do it. Right. Like, so she, she's like, I drove all the way home and. I woke, I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up here. And so they start to develop like Andy Sandberg at this point is just happy to have somebody with him. Yeah. Cause he's been doing this by himself for, we don't know. Well, how the long. only other person that he's ever brought into this is trying to murder him Correct. every. Yeah, that's right. He's like he shows up every two to three weeks, maybe. Yeah. So Roy, the J.K. Simmons character, uh, they have that really great flashback where he he finds out the Australian minister guy has coke in his pocket, and so he walks up and just breaks up the ceremony. He's like, "Oh, you were right. I got it. And I got so it." Him and J.K. Simmons go on this bender, and it's so funny. They end up in a la- at a bathtub, looking at each other, like holding each other. They're like. <laughs> be quiet and it's it's so funny jk simmons is probably the most underrated character actor i guess is he really underrated i think we all know he's amazing yeah, he's like, like he but he shows Since juno you know, he, like that's when i remember him com- like comedically yeah. like doing the like the dad oh, from comedy yeah the yeah, dad juno I, is when yeah i know he, i remember him from Oz. Yeah, yeah sure but, yeah, but he's not a funny character. Right. But, <laughs> but when he really popped up was Juno. When he was the dad in Juno, he was so funny. And and that yeah. character spawned and into... J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. And, but then you get characters like in... Uh, what's the what's the drumming movie? Sure, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Juno was what really showed people he could do comedy as well. Because before that, it was stuff like Oz. He had a, he was a, a reoccurring character on Law & Order for a long time. He was the, he was the psychiatrist. He was a psychiatrist. Yeah. And, but, uh, but yeah, he... That's always, where I remember him from. Yeah. Have you ever seen Oz? I no, because they so only because they never like transitioned it to HD. So it was all like 
four by it looks three. like it gotcha. was on your old like when your parents would tape your soccer practice yeah. that's how the show looks yeah. <laughs> but now with hbo i mean they've they've digitized they've, they've fixed everything oh it still looks like video oh, oh does yeah. it i mean it it doesn't look like hd widescreen it looks like a video camera i mean that hbo that started out on wire. video like that's it was yeah they were shooting yeah. on video so there's only so much they can do yeah. but it's it's a good show the first season or two it gets a little wonky at the end but uh but the first that's couple- two that's two law and order alums on that show right because chris maloney's on that show isn't he oh that's true there's probably a lot because there's uh <laughs> because it's also it's from the uh a lot of the creative team that was involved with saint elsewhere so there's a lot of saint elsewhere crossover too oh but anyway i just so he's great so yeah so they he they wake up and they just jk simmons back to that he says in their flashback oh, yeah. he's just like this is the best day of my life like i i don't you know this is incredible and andy samberg looks over at him and he hasn't had a friend he hasn't had anyone to share this with so since he had such a great bender with with jk simmons he's like oh well okay and they're both messed up and he drags <laughs> him he puts him into the cave and then we find out like roy jk simmons is not happy about it no no he he's got a family he has people that a life that he doesn't want to be living this the, one stupid day over. And the over. thing about this movie is it's very funny. It's an, it's, it's very, very funny, but also, man, they hit you with some, yeah. some emotions. Yeah. Like when we find out that JK Simmons at the end has a family and has these two kids. And I love that. Like there he is water and shit. Like I, he's going to water that pile of poop for the rest of my, you know, however long this is. So he's got two kids that he's never going to see grow up. Yeah. Right. Like they're going to be this age forever. And like it, you think about it, you're like, Oh, like that that's that's heavy you yeah. know like yeah. that's i'll never walk my little girl down the aisle I'll right never, like like andy sandberg did that tim you can understand why roy is mad you understand that andy sandberg didn't mean to do anything malicious but then you can also understand that roy doesn't want to be stuck at this time period in his life right forever and what's well, i mean when we when he finally when the incident happens and he has this revelation as to like oh i guess it's not as bad as it could be but still like before all of that like it's just the same, you know, he's just sitting in the backyard drinking a beer, watching his son water a pile of poop. Well, yeah, and at that point, I don't think, I think you're supposed to infer that at that point in his life, he's not very happy with where he's at in life. He has a wife and a nice house and two kids, but I don't think he's happy. Yeah, that, I think he, I mean, he realized. I, I think he, you can you can infer that he's not happy because he went on a coke bender with a total stranger. <laughs> like that's right, not a guy from a wedding. Yeah, like that's not something you do if you're happy in your life. You know? right. right. So, but I mean, that aside, I think it's just there's evidence to him not really enjoying his life. And so at first, I think he's mad at him not just because he won't walk his little girl down the aisle. He's mad at him for that, but also because now he's stuck in an unhappy life, living right. it over and over and over until he starts to realize the 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 good things you know he's right. if he's stuck in the situation he realizes i gotta make the best of it but we don't want to jump ahead too far no no but that's that's kind of their loop into where you find out that uh he walked roy into there and now that's why he's in the loop trying to kill him and christine Maliati, when when he takes her to the cave or she says take me there and he shows her it she's like i'm gonna fix this and he's like you can't the day just starts over like you're not it, it's yeah. not gonna do I've anything done all this. i've done all and this. she walked yeah. she walks into it and then you have the open the wake up the the eye scene which right? i do like where like so every day there's an earthquake so andy sandberg is standing up on these rocks and he's like wait for it wait and of course he acts like he is uh it. made the earthquake happen he's like i am the antichrist and he's yeah. like no I'm, not, I'm just kidding like it was it happens every day. It's right over there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the one that looks like a vagina. Uh, so, and they they start to build this relationship where it's like they're together every day, and uh, Sarah kind of accepts the fact that this is the new normal. 
they both kind of have this mentality where, you know, she's kind of the black sheep of this family and um, she just starts Not to Not kind of. She says in that scene outside the window. She is. She does. Yeah, she is. The, I drink and I around too much. She's like, why? Because I drink too much and I like, How are you going to? Okay. For the record. <laughs> I know. Gonna ne- do. I've never said that word that many times in succession. Because <laughs> I'm quoting the it. Entirety of, oh, it's like, so, okay. I'm just going to start quoting movies that have the word in it now. Even if it's a movie we're not talking about, I'm just gonna be like, "Oh no!" This, uh, but her so, comedic but delivery, like if, she's okay, so, she's a this is she's she, great. Uh, as much as I enjoyed Andy Samberg in this movie, she's the MVP. She, well, I mean, people, let's let's remember she essentially ruined How I Met Your Mother because she showed up. She was too likable. We liked her more than Robin, <laughs> and like yeah, we I never loved, that show. we loved. So the whole show built. Uh, we're gonna ruin How I Met Your Mother if you haven't watched it. So, uh, but the whole show is like, how do you meet the how's how I how he meets the mother of his kids, right? And they set up this love story between him and Colby Smolders, Smolders, however you okay. say it. For like and six seasons, for, they like, build this up, and you don't know who the mother seasons. is. Yeah, and then, and then they... Well, entered... she comes in at like seven, but I mean, for six... I thought she was only on for the last season. Was it? Well, I, maybe she shows up at the end of the seventh, though, or whatever. Maybe, like... the, just. but anyway, she shows up at the very end of the show, and the whole yeah. kind of setup is that he meets the he meets the mother and falls in love with her, but then they're going to end up getting him back with, with Colby Spolder's character. But then the problem was she was in the short period of time they gave her to be on the show. She was so good. People stopped <laughs> caring about the relationship. <laughs> they just spent like seven or eight seasons. Well, and they up. screwed the whole, but they screwed the whole Robin and Barney thing up too. Like yeah, it's totally. so stupid. Yeah. Okay. How I met your mother tangent. Cause that's what we do. How I met your mother. One of the greatest sitcoms ever. Loved it. Such a, such a great show. Amazing. Uh, it's similar to lost. Like the impression I always had of lost, like great experience, great show ending screwed it up. Uh, but you love this show and you don't know where it's going to go and it twists around and relationships change and all this stuff. And so they end up changing the relationship dynamics and people get together that you don't expect. And then you start to really like those relationships. <laughs> right. And at the very end, they're like, ah, never mind. And it all falls apart and they get rid of Kristen Milioti, who everyone loves and adores from right. his last season. Yeah. They screwed They screwed up the ending so badly. But you're right. Like this... this she is so likable and charismatic and you know her from other stuff too like she was the wife in the wolf of wall street oh oh she was wasn't she yeah Yeah. like you you know this actress um but she's great and she's she has that likability like uh lily james does to where when she smiles you can't help but to feel happy she's such a beam of light and uh she is amazing in this and her and sandberg who this could be a new thing this could be like sandler and uh, drew barry aniston her no, or Sam Anderson. and Barrymore. Either one. Uh, so, yeah, and they, they start to, like, it becomes a thing. Like, they are uh, in love with each other without saying it because Sandberg refuses to admit he has feelings because he doesn't know what's on the other side of this thing. And it's very sweet. Like, their time together, they're very funny together. They Their conversations, I think this movie kind of sings when they are sitting there talking to each other rather than doing, like, going into the bar and doing the stupid 80s dance which is goofy, right. but I think it's that takes away from how good they are. Uh, just having it like the conversation about having sex with somebody, where she's like, "All right, let's let's have this conversation," and he gives like the rundown, and he's like, "Yeah, I've pretty much screwed everybody," and she was like, "Everybody," mm-hmm. and he starts talking about like the groomsmen and the the scene with her and her, him and uh, her dad. 
Yeah, which was, I, was the best. Like that was hilarious. And yeah. she was. He's like, I'm just kidding. He's like, Oh, she's like, Oh my god, I thought you were serious. <laughs> and that's the total Lonely Island humor. The random. Yeah, lonely... could have been serious. Well, I don't think he was in that case because he <laughs> says I believe him. Like he doesn't lie. That's the thing. Well, he, he does may... lie. No. Well, well he does okay. about one specific thing. That's he true about, about that one. Because she asked. Yeah, yeah, she's like, Have we hooked up before? And he was like, No. Which he's you like, can this... kind. Of, which you understand that right. like he's in a position of he just found someone to share this with, and he's tr- like you understand his motivation. He's tr- there. Yeah. right. Not, he's trying no. to build a real thing, and he doesn't want yeah. to be like, yeah, I've basically conned you. I mean, he doesn't con because she still, you know, has free will, but he's also worked out the exact magic rhythm, right? To to right. execute in order to. Uh, she right. doesn't have free will. I mean, she does up until, up until this point. Well, she does, except that he can circumvent it by completely masterminding a situation that will cause her to use her free will. So then, now you guys have an existential debate about: is that free will or is that not right, free will? Right, right. Because he has knowledge that she doesn't have. So yes, it's almost it, it's like using uh, telepathy, yeah. right? Like you know, Professor X forced. It's um, yeah, it's almost or it's almost like a love potion. You know, yeah. where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. He, now he, you know, but but at the same time, he had to go through these machinations multiple times to figure out what the equation would be. But he has like a prisoner. He's got nothing but time, nothing but time. Right. So. So, yeah. So they've developed. I mean, and they are into each other. And finally, we get the we should say that Superman's in this movie, the the mm-hmm. CW Superman, but Superman nonetheless, uh, who, by the way, is a great Superman. If you haven't seen any of his. <laughs> stuff he's fantastic you know joe um, you missed their dirty dozen episode because there was a great superman from the 60s he would i mean he didn't play superman, kirk allen but he would or george reeves no 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 he didn't play superman but he would have been a great Superman. oh mm-hmm. who was it uh the the actor who plays posey in the film okay um but uh you can find the scene because there's a scene where he has a knife fight with uh lee marvin it's on so you can find it on youtube i'll but take a look I'll this guy it. would make a would have made a great <laughs> 60s era superman oh man dang but yeah, I th- Tyler Hoechlin. Tyler Hoechlin. I don't think uh, he's another one that I feel like flies under the radar. He, you know, you you recognize this guy. He's very good in Everybody Wants Some. Uh, like I said, he's in Superman. He was in uh, something else. But he's a very good. He's a very good scumbag, <laughs> and he's not even that bad in the like. He's not. They never make him okay. So basically, what happens is uh, we find out that her where Andy Samberg's day starts over with him seeing his girlfriend every day, her day starts. We find out that she slept with her sister's fiance, fiance soon, to be, soon to be husband the yeah. day before the wedding. Whoops. And what a so, kick in the balls. Like that every is a day. huge, like I said, yeah. this, they hit you with some emotional punches. Like she and has to wake up with the shame of sleeping every day. with her sister's fiance, the day, the night before the wedding every day. Yeah. So we're Sandberg. Yeah. Is dealing with being alone and, and all that stuff he's dealing with. She's new to this and she has to relive one of the worst decisions yeah. of her life. Right. Against her sister, who's like this angel. Yeah, this movie is funny, and there's the romantic comedy, and there's 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 the sci-fi element with the time loops. There's so much to enjoy about this movie, but then they hit you with the emotional beats, whether it's Sarah's stuff with her sister, or the J.K. Simmons stuff with his family, or Andy Samberg not being able to admit his feelings because he doesn't want right. to get hurt. There are all these great beats in between, and it's never a downer. The movie's such a fun movie, but man, they hit you out of nowhere with this stuff. Out of and, nowhere. And it works so well. And I think it especially is because you care about these characters so much. They do so such a good job of developing these characters. Like I noticed that 
because I, I timed it the third time around. I looked at the clock, like how long does it really take to get into this? And the first time loop is only about 12 minutes. So they've been before we realize to, what's going on. Yeah. Before okay. re, the, she, he gets shot and they go into the cave. It's like 12, 13 minutes. So they've introduced you to Andy Samberg. You've seen his whole day. You get Sarah. You know they're at the wedding. You know that uh, something weird's going on. You see the day is reset, and you get to know who these people are, that Sarah has this, this uh, that she's a screw-up. Tumult- and- tumultuous relationship with her entire family. Yeah, you get all this stuff within the first 13 minutes, and then you get to relive it, and you get the explanation through Andy Samberg and her discussion, and then they go in through. And, you know, it's really great the way that you're introduced to the characters you get the exposition exposition naturally through a new character experiencing it and you're just off to the races like this movie yeah. does not lag at any point whatsoever no. yeah no. it's 90 it's 90 minutes but there's a lot packed into it but you never feel like they're skipping things no. or it's a like, tight 90 minutes yeah and that's that's the life of a comedy i i agree like, I, uh, it's 90 90 minutes to like and maybe, 145 tops yeah. typically yeah, yeah. tops yeah. that's the, then you start getting into Maybe like some Judd Aptow area, uh-huh. and I mean there are um, lots of Judd Aptow movies bad. that I love, but I I think almost all of them could probably be tightened up a little bit. But sure. uh, yeah, um, but but yeah, like I I I feel weird bagging on Judd Aptow because I I love I love most of his movies. I'm with you, but I'm with you, but at the same time, like you know, it's what's that Stephen King line when it comes to writing? He's like, kill your babies, like. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. which is also uh, weird since that guy's written some real doorstops of. He novels. has literally killed a baby, right? <laughs> but yeah. so has ran he, a baby over with a truck. Has he eaten it? That's the. Important. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> so you get that great montage where they're just like they're living their life. They're having a great time. I love that dance sequence in the bar. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think the soundtrack to this movie is incredible. It's I very love good. it. It's so perfect. Uh but then they eventually that one day they're driving along and there's a cop following them closely behind and Well, they've this is so this is after the revelation that she's been sleeping that she slept with that he slept with her. Oh, this is after cuz when the cops following them, they've slept so they slept together yeah. and everything's going great. They wake up mm-hmm. and then we realize that she's sleeping with Tyler Hochin. Uh, like the next day, like that's when we get the revelation. The oh, next because day. they're at odds. Like he, yeah, he's like she, what he. He's in love deal? and he's feeling like we just slept together finally, and they've got this great relationship. They did it right. Like he, he didn't trick her. Like all these these days, she came on living, to him. Like everything, they're naturally building a relationship. Yeah, and, and he's finally excited about that, and she is just quiet. And, and you're right. So th- that car ride's really awkward, and then is. Who's driving? Is she? She's so driving. she's driving, and she's like, "Why is this cop following us?" And he was like, "I bet you it's Harry <laughs> and Roy." She Roy. Who sorry. is Harry? I don't know. <laughs> I just like the name of. The, I think that's of. funny. So she she throws a beer can out the window because you know they don't care what they do. There's no consequences really, right? And so she throws that out. And no one pulls her over, so she starts speeding like just right. pedal to the metal. And they finally get pulled over, and he's like, "It's Roy," and she's like, "Oh, it's not." And and so she's. She's mad. She's like, no, you you should trust your instincts, and of course it is. Yeah, Roy. He's got a fake mustache on, right? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, like apparently he has stolen a cop car. He puts a fake mustache on. He's in a disguise. So he gets out of the car, and Sandberg's like, "Fine, just get it over with." And he was like, "Oh, okay." And then all of a sudden, she jumps in the car and hits jk simmons with the car what's great it doesn't is, kill him what's great is when you watch it again it's not all of a sudden she's doing it in the background oh yeah yeah but you yeah. don't know to watch you for can it. see her in the you can it's see in, her in the, the periphery yeah. like very yeah. slightly that she's right. going into the cop car i love the them. line where she's like did you call for backup 
(laughs) (laughs) So this is where Sandberg's like, you can't do that. Like, she's like, you said there's no consequences. He's like, yeah, but there's pain here like that. He's hurt. Like he's in a lot of pain. He's going to be hurt. Well, and he also says that we have to live with what we do, even though they won't remember it. We remember it. And so when you're killing people, you know, even though it resets, you have to live with killing people and, and causing people pain and come to find out they didn't kill him and give him a swift death. Like he was pinned between the cars and he pulled a, he pulled a a wife from signs. (laughs) That's what that was. Uh, so she takes off. She's like, I'm getting out of here. Like, I'm I'm breaking this loop. And he was like, all right, whatever. So she leaves. Well, but this is, but you got to say, this is where they have this throwdown to where they're arguing. Uh, a real cop comes over on a motorcycle, arrests them on the curb. Tases him in the face. Yeah, they start <laughs> fighting. Yeah, and he's just bleeding out of his eye. Where he's like, his eye. He's like yeah, pain is real. And uh, so she jumps in front of it. She's like, I'm getting out. And she jumps in front of a truck. No, but but he tells her that he slept with her. That, this is where he uh, confesses. Oh, that's right. I lied. I, he said, I lied. We've slept together a lot. She goes, she goes, she goes, if I knew that you were going to be like this i sure as hell wouldn't have slept with you and he's like we've slept together thousands of times and that's when it right. really breaks like she's already having this huge conscious dilemma and she's struggling a lot obviously with the day and then he throws this on her that she now feels like their relationship's a lie she's been tr- betrayed because he he's hooked up with her and he lied to her and now he knows all this stuff about her that he didn't learn organically and so yeah she just gets out of the day like and Joe says. we don't see her again like <laughs> Sandberg wakes up and it, she would pop in every morning. And I do love that. Like even the girlfriend was like, are you, are you sleeping with her? And he was like, no, I love the lot where they're like, he, he's repeating everything she's yeah. saying. Yeah. So and that one line thing is like, he's like, no, no silly. You're cheating on, you're me. cheating on me, <laughs> but it's, we realize there's no, they never give you an idea of how long they, Sarah and Niles are in this thing together. Sure. Because it's gotten to the point now where he can repeat exactly what the girlfriend's going to say about him sleeping with Sarah. True. So we we just have to assume that they've been doing this for eons at this point. And the Um, important thing to note, like you said, that she'd pop in every morning that Sarah would. Sarah wakes up first. She wakes up in shame while uh, the Tyler Hoechlin character is in the shower. And so she wakes up alone in his hotel room. The family doesn't know where she is. And then Andy Samberg is only woken up uh, when the girlfriend's getting ready and she says, good morning. Like that's his sunny and share moment that resets every morning. It's good morning. And uh, he wakes up, and so he can't catch her. She, uh, Sarah wakes up first and leaves every day. There's no way for him to wake himself up. Well, she, he keeps going to her room, but she's not in her room. Right. That's that's the thing is he he knows exactly where she is, but she's she not, yeah. she didn't spend the night in her room. But she so wakes up early anyway. Like there's there's no way for him to physically. It's not possible. He can't wake up any earlier because he's in a oh, time sure, loop, sure, sure. and she would have already left no matter where she was, right? right? But right. So, so she's off doing her thing that we're going to find out, and he is like living this mundane life where she just she doesn't show up for the wedding. She's the, not there. The family just, is he, like he's falling apart. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, finally, we get to her story, and she has studied and mastered like quantum physics. I love this. Yeah. I <laughs> love this. Love this. Love this. And Katie, when I watched it with her the second time with her. She's she's she noticed something that I agree with. It's so great they gave her the quantum physics stuff yeah. to do, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, first of all, it's it's overdue for the main female character to do stuff like this. Like, obviously, science isn't just for men, but 
if this was 10 years ago, you would have Andy Samberg in this really goofy moment going and studying the quantum physics right. and figuring all this out. out. But no, Sarah's the one that does it, and it's really awesome. She's great in the way she studies up, and, and it's really funny and, and interesting the way she's talking to scientists and all this. And they make her the real hero of the story, and I, yeah. I love that. Kind of. Kind of. What do you mean? Because they leave Roy in the loop. Well, yeah, but, okay, I mean, but she's, she's the, still she's the, one, she's the hero that breaks them out of yeah. the yes, cycle. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Yes. Um, so she figures it out. This and is a 90-minute comedy. Like, no, I, I, I know, I know. But, I mean, I get it because I get what Brett was talking about on the League of Show Shares. It's not like it's an invalid complaint, but it's a 90-minute comedy. So to then pull Roy back in and have to loop him in and have him be part of the plans and whatever, I think you're overthinking too much if you think they're jerks for leaving him. They didn't. They left him instructions. She told him how to do it. You know, that there's a way to get out of it. She explains it. So I think that was their nice way to say, like, they're not she jerks. she tell Roy that? Yeah, because he left her that note. That's how he finds out. He shows no. up to the wedding, and yes, he shows up to the wedding in the post credits oh. and says, "I got this letter from her, and she yes, said there's yes, a way yes. out of this." Blah, blah. I got gotcha. you. Sandberg's gotcha. like, "Who you're are right. you?" So anyway, not to yes, jump ahead, right. but I forgot about that. You're right. Again, I don't think there's a problem with the no, no, no. As long as they don't leave him in the loop, no. Yeah. There's he, a problem when they just leave him. Into the but also, they when they do this, they also don't know that it's going to work. They could die. That's also like, true. You know, yeah, like that's it's, true. It wasn't a foolproof thing. It was like, yeah. well, we can either do this or keep living this day over and over again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he is depressed, and you know she's gone. We've learned that she's may have figured out how to get out of this loop. So he wakes up one morning, and there she is sitting on the bed. And she's and he and he spills his heart out to her. And she's like, yes. "Are you done?" It's and he great. was like, "Yes." It's such a great moment because it's this. It starts out as the stereotypical romantic comedy of the "I was wrong and I learned this and I, I I finally am able to say I love you" and just that delivery of whatever she says, like, "Okay, you're done now." There is now also there, into- <laughs> there's a great line where she says, "You could spend your life with anybody and you would still choose me," and like to me that was the moment where I was like, "They're gonna like." you're not sure if they're going to make it through this movie or not. Right. Like you, maybe they just, she has a point where she says, uh, we're only here because it's you and me. Like if we get back into the real world, we don't know. But when she says that line where she's like, you would still like asking him if he would still choose her. I was like, Oh, they're going to make it. Like she definitely still loves him. It's a really nice moment because when you think about it, the chances they talk about this in romantic movies all the time, but seven billion people on earth and two people end up together and it just so happens that they are the perfect match for one another i mean that's true love that's you could go into that with any romance movie real life whatever but what there's but she got stuck in a time loop with this guy that's, yeah, right, that's even right, more right. specific than going on a date and falling <laughs> in love and knowing going their soulmates on. right like right, they right, got right. stuck in a time loop together just the two of them outside of the roy situation so <laughs> the chances that those two stuck in the time loop are soulmates is pretty slim and it's a really nice moment because he's like yeah i yes i do right want to be with so you. he she says she's like i can get us out of here and he was like but why why do you want to get out and she was like i he's i know he's like i know what happened i know because he figures it out he's you know he's got the sense of smell where he knows what smell is on this pillow and he figured it out uh and they orchid by fournier yes uh, I really want to know what that smells like now. Just from hearing it so much, I'm like, what does this thing smell like? Is that like? a real thing? Uh, 
I thought it was made up. It could be. Who knows? I really don't know if it is, but I want to know what it smells like. (laughs) That would have been a Uh, great promotional item for Hulu to send out (laughs) to critics to review the movie, like a award time thing. And they still the actual stuff. Well, even make it up, whatever it is. Like that's a great promo item, a swag. Um, So yeah, so she kind of says she's like, "I'm done," and you can come with me or you can't come with me, but it's up to you. I'm getting out. So she goes to the wedding and she does her speech and her speech slays. Like she gives an amazing speech. I love that she drops like when she's talking to Abraham or is that his name? Abraham either. He's got, you know, they both have like these stupid, uh, crunchy names because her name is like Tula and Abraham, I think is, is, is Tyler Hoechlin's. Oh yeah. Abe. Like it's a, it's a, it's Tala and Abe. Tala, yeah. yeah. So she she gives this amazing Tala's speech on, about Tala. Uh, another CW show. Is she on the she, Arch, Archie show, whatever Riverdale? Riverdale. She looks very. She looks Riverdale. I think she's on yeah. Riverdale. So yeah. they're both CW people. I think she's is... Betty. No, she's Veronica. It, Veronica, yeah. I think she's Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, but he she gives this amazing speech for her sister. But then she drops the microphone like away from her face, yeah. and she looks at Tyler Hoechlin, and she has she's like, "Don't fuck this up." Yeah. And he's like, no, I won't. And she looks at him. He's, and he was he's like, laughing about oh, no, it. Like, oh, <laughs> like, no, 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 I won't. And then she and gives then him like, a look no. and she's like, he's he's like, oh, right. Okay. Got it. <laughs> and you also have that really sad moment again, going back to the emotions where she, the first, the very first time after the first cave reset, she thinks that she can get out of it. She's like, you can stay here, but I'm getting out of this. Sorry. It was nice knowing you or, you know, one of the early times. And she yeah. thinks that what she has to do is clear her conscience. She thinks that this is her hell and she's reliving it for being a bad person for sleeping with Tyler Hoechlin, which we don't know yet. And so she right. whispers to her sister before the audience re- is revealed that they were, they hooked up. She, she stops the wedding and tells her, and then the sister's crying, of course, and she walks away and, and you're like, what the hell did he, she no, say to I her? thought Andy's, I thought, Andy Samberg did that. No, he's in the audience. Oh, he's like, what did she say? It, she she, but she says, isn't that like to- a, isn't there like a whole scene where she like he walks up in one of the in one of the days where he's like, smell this pillow. Like well, it smells like no, that's just way that's okay. That's how okay. he that's how he that. figures that's, out that yeah. they were having. They but doesn't he there. make the sis? Doesn't he make Tula smell the pillow as well in the middle of the ceremony? Well, well, there's one time where he runs out. Okay, I mean, okay, there's okay. so many loops in this movie. Yeah, that's sure. That that's that's different, and that is that's just like a serious kind of a right, right, right. Okay. But but this was like a heartbreaking moment because then the sisters breaking down, the wedding stops, and you're like, what the hell did he? We didn't know what she was doing at that point in time. So it's right again a lot of really serious moments interjected into this movie. Um, but yeah. but of course that doesn't break her out of the loop. But yeah, anyway, yeah. So it's Andy Samberg at this point. He goes to see Roy. He finds out Roy. Yes. Right. Yeah, you got it right that time. <laughs> no, Harry. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, so he goes to, he finds where Harry lives and he goes to his house and Harry finally, Roy says like, yeah, man, it's like, if you can find that one person, you know, this is a good day. He's like, you can't, A, you can't be here because you're freaking out my wife and my, and my kids. But they have this really good talk where Roy has kind of come to terms with after being stuck in the ICU for as long as he was and then dying. He's like, this isn't so bad. And, you know, they have this good speech and uh, he had a lot of time to think. That's the yeah. You know, he's he was so forced to deal with his anger. And the only thing he could do is take it out. And like the montage we see of him killing uh, (laughs) Niles over and over again. But now he actually had the time to sit there with his thoughts. And he's he's doesn't have it that bad. He's got a beautiful wife and a beautiful home and her, and and her sexual and, prime. And <laughs> yeah, he, he's looking at the bright side. He's still stuck in the same situation at this point, but there's a lot going for him. And much like Andy Samberg, where he's says to Sarah, why would you want to reset this? 
right. you know, he's making the best of it. Like I can now have the best day. I can say the right things and do the right things. And it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. And then, so Sarah goes to the cave and she's cut. She figures it out that there's like 3.2 seconds where if they can break out of this loop, this will work, but they have to blow themselves up is basically, there has to be enough propulsion to get themselves out of We're this in a loop. box and we need to blow ourselves <laughs> out of the box. And he's, she's like, either it's going to work or it's not. And Danny Sandberg shows up at the cave and they have this great speech, uh, where he kind of says, he's like, if, if that means being stuck in here without you, I'd rather blow up mm-hmm. like, and we're, and we're just going to try it. Yeah. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, it doesn't. Yeah. Cause if it works for her, she doesn't have him. Um, right. If it works for her, he doesn't have her, so he'd rather just try it and either try be it. with her or die. It's it's a really right. nice moment. It's yeah. hard to do it justice because it, this movie, once you love these characters, even though it's only been an hour and ten minutes or whatever at this point, you really love them. Like the the chemistry, they're between very good them together, and yeah. you care about them and what happens, and you don't want to see either of them without one another at this point. No. So they go into the cave and they try it, and then it blows up. And then you don't know flashes to they're, you have no idea. Pool, it flashes right? to the flashes to them in this pool that they've been at the entire time. And they're talking and she's like, he's like, oh, I got to go pick up my dog. And she was like, what? <laughs> this entire you've just now brought up this dog. And then all of a sudden the people who own this house are there. And he's like, huh, I guess they come back on November 10th. Yeah, which is the day and after so the we, day yeah. after the wedding. So they, they made it. And then, of course, the the little bookend scene is. Well, they pan out to the desert, and what do we see? They we we mentioned that we didn't mention that they did mushrooms or whatever and route in the bef- oh yeah they see the dinosaurs up. in the back and they see there's like a shadow. I didn't see it the first time, but when I looked closely, there's like a, a shadow of dinosaurs on a rock out in the distance. They're like, is that real? But they're doing drugs, so you don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the, it basically ends on it panning out, and there's dinosaurs walking through the desert. It's just a right. really weird, it's yeah, it's awesome weird. touch. Yeah, but yeah, we they don't leave J.K. Simmons in the loop. They uh, she leaves him the uh, like instructions. She writes him a <laughs> like letter or something. I I just think of the bartender giving Sandberg a hand job in the back of that car. <laughs> oh my! She's gosh. like, you know, I killed a guy. I hit a guy with a he's car. Like, uh, and he's like, uh, what? She's like, I'm not sure if you lived or died. And he's like, <laughs> uh, but and that's how this movie ends. And it I, I didn't know what to expect. So I feel I feel like Sandberg has kind of fallen into that goofball. Uh, role but he must have learned a lot on Brooklyn Nine-Nine like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is not your is what Andy Samberg is now as far as his comedic style um and I I think it transferred really well because he's basically the same character when he's like you know he's just a big goofball yeah, yeah he doesn't exactly get lost in a role like he's right he's got a comic persona that he just inserts into different stories which is fine like that's you know if it, if it works if it, it works, works. But you know yeah, what's the dramatic stuff in this though talk about that was that that's the that's the thing that pushes him over talk about pete davidson like we yeah. we, we just talked about him in uh the king of staten island he it, Andy Samberg is working the same type of muscles where yep, sure it's absolutely. really funny and he's doing the Andy Samberg thing, but those dramatic moments, especially the speeches he gives, uh, they're really, really good and shows the range that he has much like a Sandler where you can be really good at comedy, uh, but you can also take the right roles in a dramatic part. And so even though this wasn't fully dramatic, you can see those moments that prove that he's a really good actor. I mean, yeah. you have to remember Sandberg's been around now for you know 15 years in the limelight. Yeah. He's been in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, and uh, he knows what he's doing. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this, was, this was a lot of fun. This was a what delightful a delight. movie. Just a pure yeah. delight to watch. We should say real quick, just to elaborate, though, uh, at the mid credit scene, when Roy shows up to the wedding, he, yeah. he finally, after being away, he comes back because he gets a letter from Sarah, and he goes to talk to Niles, and he turns him around at the bar. It's like, I got this letter. She says there's a way to get out of it, blah, 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 blah. And when he turns around, Niles is like, what? What are you Who talking are about? You? Who are you? And so, obviously, Roy realizes that it works, and he gets that grimace, and then it ends. I thought the whole time he was messing with him. Oh, the whole time. It was going to like Sandberg be like, ah, I'm just kidding. But so now this is where the question, this is the only plot hole in the entire movie because, and Brett brought this up on the league. So I get that he's out of the loop that Sandberg and or Sarah and Niles, they should be like living their one real day in Roy's loop at this this point. Yeah. But when she does the experiment with the goat, the goat disappears once the goat's out of the loop. So why is Niles still in the loop? Because, so I think that the loop has, has had the loop happened for Niles at that point. What do you, I mean, it, there is no more loop anymore. When he meets well, Jake, I took I it guess, as Niles is still in the loop, but he's in the loop as it's his regular day. That's why he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But why did that go? Why did the goat disappear out of their loop once it got out? Once the thing worked? Well, we don't know. Uh, she said the goat was gone. Well, the goat well, we was, don't know where the goat went. Goat was the gone. Goat could have just for, gone somewhere else. Well, she would. She knows where to find but him. Did, I, did, we didn't see her go back and look for a goat, right? She, didn't she says. Yeah, but she. She but says, like she did, like when the day resets, then the goat should be back where it started. Right, but she for says her. it's gone. But she knows where to look for it. Like this is her. She's trying to prove this huge long. Experiment well, I I took doing. it as like she then she goes into the she like she goes into the cave where the goat should be and and the goat isn't there and there's no goat shrapnel, so she has to assume <laughs> that the goat got tra- got bro- broke out of a loop oh okay well i yeah i'd have to look more carefully but <clears throat> if that's the case then that's fine it's just i inferred it as she was doing an experiment and then ended up chucking the next day and the goat was completely gone and that was her proof that it worked because now the goat is not in her loop anymore it escaped not the goat was normal and didn't know because she can't talk to it, a goat it, uh right it br- it brundle flied yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's the only question. And so maybe yeah. people can write in and rewatch it and we can have a discussion on the league. But yeah. other than that, I mean, again, this is a pure delight. I don't yeah. usually like to this watch. Is, this is fantastic. This was, yeah, this, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Great. So yeah. well, anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online. Facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, five bucks a month, all sorts of bonus content, and you help out and we appreciate it. So that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle the old guard. So until next time, Phil carves an ice sculpture that looks like Rita. Fellas looking jealous, play the back and get wet. Pound in my waist, shanking my socks. You either get cut, get stuff to get shot. This is the A mystical quest to the Isle of Tortuga, raving like sway on the ocean breeze. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but we're back in the club, buying up the bar so the groupie show us love. Nice man, I'm the top gunner. Heater on blast, I'm the number one stunner. Watch it, girl, cause I ain't your Mr. Knight.